Professional, your weekly digital podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 177, and uh, welcome once again to the front porch here in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. I tell you what, uh, sitting out here on the front porch, I'm next to a fire. Uh, because it is cold enough in Phoenix right now to have a fire outside, but that will be changing this week. So I'm trying to grasp at whatever little bit of cold air is left in this valley uh, because the tides are about to turn and the sweat is about to come. And so I'm just enjoying these nights out here just... uh, listening it's so quiet i mean it's just so quiet out here and the palm trees kind of move back and forth with the wind and the stars are really bright and it's just so beautiful so and once again that reminds me as uh, i often remind us all on, on a pretty regular basis here that it's so important for you to get outside so important for you to take a walk or just sit just sit and listen you will learn a ton about yourself and about your surroundings if you just sit sit for like 15 minutes and just watch just look around it is fascinating you learn a ton you really really do and it's also i always talk about let the crazy out like when you sit for a second and you let your mind go Woo, right all kinds of nut stuff right you're just like a, a whirlwind around your head starts going all your thoughts start bouncing left and right and up and down and it's okay just sit and deal with it right and maybe submit it to the lord right like there's this passage in, in psalms 139 it says search me and know me right maybe that would be something you would ask god this week like just god is i'm gonna sit here but search me and know me right and on psalms 139 so great because it talks about how he discerns our thoughts from afar and that he knows them all he's just like just be honest about it like get real get honest about it and deal with it so uh, i can't encourage you enough just get some time get quiet listen a little bit and start to deal with what's going on in your head your heart your life Um, it's going to help it really is going to help in so many other areas of your life as you kind of figure out what it means to really follow after jesus i really believe that's an important part of it um Hey, thanks for those of you who continue to listen and those of you who uh, give on Patreon. I mean, the support is so fantastic. And, uh, I mean, we, we have a lot of people uh, who, who listen in on this. In fact, I, I found uh, somebody emailed me today and, and let me know that they were listening in. It's somebody I knew from a long, long time ago. So encouraging. Love that. So wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, so glad you're here. So glad we're learning together. So I really, really appreciate the support on all ends. And for those of you, like I said, who give on Patreon, like the support means a lot to me. So I really do uh, appreciate it. I'm grateful. All right. Colossians 3 verse 1. We're going to go through uh, some verses here in Colossians. I just think Colossians 3 is really, really important. Uh, And so I'm going to unpack a few of these verses because I think they're really good, especially in light. uh, Go back and listen to 176, uh, 175. Uh, They're really going to kind of work together, help us figure out uh, what it means to move forward in our understanding of who we are in Christ. And so Colossians uh, 3.1 says this, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at at the right hand of God. I was uh, 
as I was processing through this passage, I thought, man, this passage is all about identity. It's just all about identity. And so I started thinking about that and the story of when I was a kid popped in my head. Um, when, when, I was a, uh, when I was a kid, I, you know, I, I think if you've listened for any period of time, you'll know that we, I just, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. Um, and uh, so we just got really creative. And I actually love that. I love the idea of you know, being creative. I didn't have video games. I, I didn't have a lot of stuff, you know, but it created in me this desire to, to make things. And, and I wanted so badly to fit in. And one of the things that was really big back then was Transformers. Transformers was huge. Not the ones that you see with the movies now, but this is the one in the past, right? And all I wanted was a transformer but my parents wouldn't let me and I wasn't even allowed to watch the show but all my friends were into it they were all talking about it and so I decided that be, even though I wasn't allowed to watch it right I was going to I was going to be a transformer so what I did was I uh, I saved up all of my mom's like detergent bottles and stuff right like I I don't know like laundry detergent Clorox all those things I like kept them for a long period of time and I cut them and I made myself a transformer outfit I remember going over to my friend Andy's house Andy was like my best friend in school and I remember going over to Andy's house and being like look what I did and no Andy's parents was like were like totally cool with him playing with transformers and he kind of looked at me like like are you are you serious like I was trying so hard to fit in right and, and to be like look see I'm like one of you and I, I was kind of faking it all along because I honestly I was kind of like I, I felt like I you know like I wasn't a part of the group and so I was trying to do everything I could <laughs> to the point where I'm like I'm imagining in my head what I looked like with all these like detergent bottles locked in all over my body and I'm like look I'm Optimus Prime and he's like no you look like a fool right and I and I think this is how a lot of us are living our lives we're just trying to fit in we're trying to like like make a mark here in this world and it's all going sideways for so many of us. So Paul's going to come um, back to us and go, hey, can we can we talk about that? Can we rethink that? And, and I, I think it's an interesting thing that pops on the screen or pops on the scene in your teenage years, you know? And one of the things they with teenagers really, really struggle with, and maybe many of you did, I'm sure you did, is with identity, like just massive identity issues. Right. And, you know, for me, it's been so painful over the years to watch kids. Right. Watch kids just internally wrestle with this. Right. It's like these struggles, they they just get put like tragically put on display. And these kids, they they make decisions. They make decisions that they would never make if they knew that they were loved. And if they knew that they had nothing to prove in this world, but it's so painful to watch these young ones make, make horrible decisions as all their insecurities, all their identities issues are put on display and just like terrible decisions. And it's hard to, to, to watch, you know, and I, you know, I get a lot of them in my office, like counseling with them, just really hurt. And then those issues continue on in through adulthood it, for many of them, never being really resolved. And they finally they get to the place where they got to talk with somebody because it's gotten really hard. And just pulling that stuff out and realizing they invested everything in a false identity that was robbing their life. Right? Because a part of maturity is finding out 
and finding contentment in who we really are. And this is what Paul is trying to help this young church with, right? There is this young church in Colossae, right? And he's trying to help them with this identity issue. Who are you, right? And as I started working through this, like I can't imagine how difficult it was for a first century Jew or the first group of Christians, the people that professed Jesus as Lord and Savior, right? Because for for all of them, they were defined by ethnicity. They were defined by their religion or their former religion. They were defined uh, by their region. They were defined by their lineage, right? And now they become the people of Jesus and he is redeeming all of those things, right? He's not telling them, listen, you need to reject all of those things. You need to reject. No, no, no. But rather, what he's doing is he wants their identity to be rooted in Christ, listen, first. Rooted in Christ first. And that the rest of that stuff follows. This is what Paul's trying to help them get to. This is what it means to be raised with Christ. The idea here, if you want a a visual on what this is, is literally when you get baptized, you go under the water. That's death of self. What, What Paul would say, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Now I come up out of the water. I'm raised with Christ into new life, new identity. And this is what Paul's trying to get at, right? He's going like, look, this is not about you being, uh, being raised a Jew or a Gentile. Your identity is not rooted in there. It's rooted in Christ. And when that happens, we start living heaven things here on earth. That's the second part of that passage, right? He's like, look, think about these kind of eternal things. Things about the, not just the eternal things, the things that exist as a result of Christ our King coming to us and displaying these things and like live these things out, think about these things and walk through them. So the question is, what does that mean for us, for you and me? And I would say this, think about all the things that define you. Think about the things over this last year that has caused divisions rooted in a false sense of identity, right? That didn't feel like heaven on earth, did it? Like, did any of 2020 of what hit the news or even as what churches against churches and I mean, just all, did any of that feel like kingdom? Did any of that feel like heaven on earth. And I'm not saying there wasn't good things. There's really great things. There are churches who's really stepped to the place, uh, plate and cared for people and love for people. But what got propagated all over our social media, all over the news and locally as you go from church to church. And I, I get the opportunity to do that with the organization that I'm running here in Phoenix called Phoenix One. It's just meeting with churches and pastors who have just been like broken hearted because like there's so much division going on. And yet, Jesus is, or, or Paul's going like this, look to Jesus. Jesus brings the kingdom here. And he's trying to invite us into that, right? So this last year, it didn't feel like heaven on earth. 
And this is the great indication that we are not living in Christ. If you want to know if you are living in Christ, go, am I living the things of heaven, right? These eternal things that he's invited me into, right? To the high kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Am I living those out? If I'm not, then I'm not living in Christ. Because we are living out of our Christ likeness, we are ushering in the kingdom of God in our relationships, in work, in marriage, right? In parenting, in everything. It impacts absolutely and touches absolutely everything. So if you see dysfunction and destruction in your life, that is a clear, clear, clear indication that you are not living in your Christ identity and therefore are not bringing heaven to earth, which is what Paul's trying to encourage this young church with. And it's what you and I are being convicted of today. So what do we do? We have to repent. Like really, you know, a part of this whole thing that I keep coming back to go and sit down, get quiet, let the crazy run out is because you got to deal with you. You got to deal with what's going on inside of you. And you got to allow scripture to convict, right? I'm not living like Jesus. Or even today, I did not react like Christ reacted. Father, forgive me. Like, help me with that, right? That now is projecting us into kingdom thinking, right? That is why Paul's going, like, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated. Seek the things of God. Holiness. Be holy as I am holy, right? These are the things that he's inviting us into. And when we do that, we usher in the kingdom of God. And other people are impacted by the way we actually live out what we say we are. And so it's so important because it's what Jesus did and what Jesus displayed for us was this. He didn't just talk the talk. He walked the walk. And he sacrificed his life. And he did this. And so Paul's going, look what Christ did. Let's follow in his footsteps. Because we can only seek things from above when we are connected to the one who is above it all. So the question is this. Where is there destruction where there could be deliverance in your life? Father, we need you. <laughs> I feel like I, I pray that so often as we get through these passages that are so convicting. We need you. We need your help. Helper, Spirit of God, you are the helper. Help us to be like Christ to bring your kingdom come here, to bring your kingdom here on earth. We want your kingdom to come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, take a breath. Reflect. Believe that the God of the universe is near to you. No longer.